are you a dog person? I'm not. Don't get me wrong. Our family has a dog, but I'm not a big fan, primarily because I was grossed out by a dog in middle school. I'm Dr. Levi Skipper, Evangelism Catalyst for the Georgia Baptist Mission Board, and you're listening to No Sweat Evangelism, my podcast designed to help you make sharing your faith simple. So I was in middle school. My family had moved into a brand new house. The previous owner of the house apparently was a huge fan of dogs. In fact, they treated their dogs just like people. Seriously. The dog had his own bedroom. And get this. Not only had his own bedroom, the dog actually had its own pet. The dog had a pet fish in its room. Was that not crazy? But that isn't what grossed me out. The first night I was brushing my teeth in the bathroom and the water just began to pile up in the sink. It wasn't flowing down the drain. So I did what you would have done. I reached down to the stopper and I pulled on it. Problem was, it was hung. So I put everything I had into it and yanked the stopper out finally. But guess what was hanging it up? Dog hair. I still dry heave a little bit just thinking about it today. The hair was keeping the water from flowing down the sink. Come to find out, that was actually the dog's bathroom. Here's a question. You know, the gospel should be flowing from a follower of Jesus' life. So what keeps the gospel from truly flowing? That's what we're going to listen to today as we complete the message that was delivered in 2019 at Go Georgia. Still looking for the answer to the question, how do we take back Great Commission ownership? Which leads me really to the last point, and I want you to jot this one down. We must not let our own sin silence us. Verse 11, Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts which wage war against the soul. Now, we're all aliens in the sense that this place is not our home. Somebody say amen to that. So the Bible declares that our citizenship is in heaven. We are strangers in the sense that we're just passing through during our time of stay here on the earth. This is not all there is to our lives, thank the Lord. And what Peter says is while we're hanging out here on earth bragging on Jesus like we're set aside to do, we need to make sure that we abstain from our own fleshly lust. Now, the word abstain means to avoid and keep our distance. So what are we called to keep our distance from? The answer is our fleshly lust. This speaks of our deep desires and our longings for that which is unholy. And this is best described as strong desires motivated by selfishness. And Peter isn't playing here in this text. He says that our fleshly lust wage war against the soul. That is, our fleshly lusts line up like a military fleet to engage in battle against our own souls. The worst enemy of our souls is our own fleshly cravings. And one commentator said this, your selfish desires are mounting a full military campaign against your spiritual vitality and growth, consistently satisfying our desires in a manner contrary to the word of God or consistently giving in to sinful desires will ultimately tear down the believer. And to entertain such desires may appear attractive or harmless, but they are enemies which will inflict harm on the Christian soul, making us spiritually weak and ineffective. And here's what we know, too. We keep the verse in its context. Peter's just told us why we were brought out of darkness into his light. That is to proclaim the excellencies of Jesus, but here's what we know. When we give in to our own sinful, fleshly cravings, 
we lose the spiritual energy to brag on Jesus. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Strength to do what? Strength to carry out the call of God in our lives. What is that call? Go and make disciples everywhere. That is the call. But if you find that you are not actively and intentionally engaged in going to make disciples everywhere, it's evidence that you've lost your strength. And when you lose your strength, you lose your joy. And when you don't have the joy of the Lord, the last person you're going to talk about to others is the Lord. So what is the enemy going to do? He's going to entice your fleshly desires because he knows if he can get you to give in to your own sin, it will zap your strength, zap your joy, and ultimately steal your witness for Jesus. So why is the church so silent on the gospel? I'm convinced it's because the church is so sinful. <laughs> Y'all ain't out there, are you? No, we're harboring all of our sins. And as a result of that, we're losing our effectiveness. So this afternoon I brought with me a quick little something to show you here. Y'all have seen this before. I, I will, you know, disclaimer here. I'm not a cheerleader. Y'all all right with that? I am. <laughs> so I'm not, a, but I did, you know, it's amazing what you can get from people you know on Facebook. This is uh, one of those bullhorns. That's what the cheerleaders use. They cheer on the team, don't they? You've seen them. They put their mouth in there to scream as loud as they can. Now, here's the amazing thing. When you came to faith in the Lord Jesus, you almost fell. When you came in to a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you were given a bullhorn immediately the day you came to know Jesus. And you know what God said to the seven-year-old who got saved? Go and tell others. To the 80-year-old who got saved, what do he say? Go and tell others. Here's, here's the bullhorn. Just begin to shout it out. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If you are redeemed, you ought to say so. And I will also add, Jesus says, if you follow me, I will make you fishers of men. And this is massive. If you are not fishing, you are not following Jesus. If you're not sharing the gospel with those who are far from God, then you cannot claim to be following the Jesus of Scripture. You may have made up a Jesus in your mind that does not even exist. Because those who are following Jesus, Jesus takes the responsibility to make them fishers of men. <laughs> I'm not making a lot of friends this afternoon, I, I can sense. But you got the bullhorn, you ought, to, you ought to shout it out. My youngest daughter, one of the greatest things that I ever had the opportunity to see when I came home is uh, she was sitting outside with our neighbor across the street. We'd been praying for this family that they'd come to faith in Jesus and my youngest daughter, Marley, she's sitting out there with the young man who's her age across the street. They're sitting there right on our sidewalk, and she's got her Bible out, open, sitting crisscross applesauce. Y'all with me on that? I'm politically correct, all right? So she's sitting there. He's sitting across, and, and she comes in the house. I said, Marley, what in the world are you doing? She said, I was telling him how to get saved. I said, you got to be kidding me. What did you tell him? I told him he was a sinner. And that we were all sinners. I told him that Jesus died for him and got up from the dead. 
And then, she, and here's what she said. And, and I made him repeat it back to me. <laughs> Are you listening? She, she was eight years old doing this. We were, this is just a random, this is pretty slick. Well, I was discipling some guys at the church I was pastoring. And I was teaching them how to share the gospel. So we were going out to share Jesus. So I would share, they would kind of watch. And, you know, that's how they were learning. Well, I had already shared the gospel with our across the street neighbor. Her name is Donna. She's not given her heart to Christ yet. She is spiritual, but she doesn't know Jesus. And so one day I'm driving out. I'm going to pick up these guys that I've been discipling so that we can go and share the gospel. And Donna's in her front yard. So I pull out the back of my driveway and I roll the window down. I say, Donna. Got a quick question for you. She comes over to the truck. I said, I got a couple of guys that I've been teaching how to share Jesus with other people. You mind if I bring them over here and let them talk to you? Are y'all, are y'all listening? You know what she said to me? Yeah, honey, bring them on over. So I went to the church. I picked up these two guys. I said, I got us a person to go talk to tonight. Y'all get in the car. We drive over to her house. I pull up. I walk. She's still out in the front yard at this time because it didn't take a very long time. And we walk up to her and I say, Donna, these are the guys I was telling you about. And I looked at my buddy and I said, "Uh, go ahead and tell her how to get saved. (laughs) Are y'all all right with that? That witness training, that's legit, ain't it? Yeah. So my man's like, uh, uh, uh. You know what he did? He pulled his bullhorn out, and he started telling her how to give her heart to Jesus Christ. But here's what my man Peter's saying. Peter's saying, whenever you give in to your fleshly cravings, it's as if you are taking this right here and muffling your witness for Jesus. Can, can I make a strong statement? This is what most Georgia Baptist believers look like. That's why we see a dramatic change in our baptisms. It's because we're seeing a dramatic change in how many people are actually going out and sharing the gospel. We've been robbed. Our witness has been silenced. Can I give you great news though? All you got to do is come to Jesus and say, Lord, clean me up. I have not been the witness you've called me to be. I see now clearly I'm supposed to be sharing. So would you just remove that which has hindered me and let me keep shouting the message of Christ? So question would be, if you had to present your bullhorn to everybody in the building this afternoon, would it be empty? So there's a free flow of the gospel coming out of your life? Or would it be jam-packed with sin? Have you been robbed of Great Commission ownership? And really, I would just ask the questions. Have you forgotten who you are? You're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a people for God's own possession. You once were not a people, but now you are are the people of God. All of this happens so that you might proclaim the excellencies of him. Are you proclaiming? Have you forgotten why you're still here on this earth? 
You can go to all the Go Georgias you want to. But if you don't actually go and tell, it made no difference whatsoever. Doesn't matter how hyped up you got or how many goosebumps you got. Doesn't matter how loud you sang or how hard you clapped. If it doesn't translate into you sharing Jesus, you wasted your time this weekend. Then my last question I would throw up here for you, and this is huge, right? Has sin silenced your proclamation? Here's what I'd like to do to kind of close this session out. I'd like to pray for you. Y'all are down with that, right? And we just ask the Lord. And some of you today, that's what you need to do. You just need to say, Lord, I've lost my joy. I've lost the reason that I was saved. And I want to make that right today. So let me pray for all of us. Father, right now, speak to hearts as only you can and we'll give you glory. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, I'll ask you those questions again. Have you forgotten who you are in Jesus? The full weight of your sin, the penalty that you deserve was taken on the cross. And at the moment of your conversion, the full weight of his righteousness was placed upon you. Have you forgotten this? And is there anything in your life that's silencing your witness and you need freedom? So, Lord, only your spirit can work in our hearts today. But I'm grateful that your word is like a hammer that can break the hard heart, sharper than any two-edged sword. And, Father, I pray as we leave here, we leave once again reminded of why you saved us to begin with. That's in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray and everybody said. If you want to own the Great Commission, I mean, really do it, then we've got to remember who we are in Christ. We've got to remember why we are still here. And finally, as you just heard, you have to make sure that you don't allow sin to silence our witness. Keep the gospel flowing. Thanks a ton for tuning in. I hope this has added value to your life as a witness for Jesus. And let me invite you once again to check out 10evangelismmistakes.com. That's 10evangelismmistakes.com for a few simple pointers to help you in sharing Jesus with others. Also, please share this podcast with your friends. It really helps. And this has been a production of the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. Special thanks to the man. Sitting in the producing studio, mixing all of this up, making me sound unbelievable, John Graham.